And then, yeah, same thing. I realized we're not even halfway through the episode and we've been going for like an hour. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oops, this is too well, much. We better, we better wrap this, this thing is, up, man. Yeah, this is too much. When History of Westeros does a podcast that's like an hour and a half, two hours over a bunch of book stuff, that makes sense because there's just so much stuff to go over there. This is an hour TV episode right. and we shouldn't be covering every minute of the episode. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the podcast should not go longer than the actual episode of the TV. Series. Probably not. We're, we're doing a light recap here. This is a, this is a, a comedic recap. Oh, I don't pay for suits. My suits are on the house. Well, the house burns down. Welcome back to the Red Ride Ham Podcast, the show that covers each and every episode of the Peaky Blinders. I'm Josh. And I'm in Zen. I feel good. I feel great. And I am Curtis. <laughs> we are back for round two of season five, episode two. Part two. Redo. Part two. Redo. The redo. The redo. Yeah. Part two, Electric the, Boogaloo. The first one is Lost to Time. Yeah, if anybody finds it, let me know. Though I doubt <laughs> anybody will find it. It's out there somewhere. Somewhere. It's it's lost on my computer somewhere. Because it said, it, we, both were, we both were like witnesses to it. It was recording. And it said it stopped recording. Where it sent those files, I have no clue. So, yeah, I don't know. I've looked everywhere on my computer, though. So, yeah. So we can't just uh, skip episode two. We got to if you ever lost an episode, you know, the struggle, you got to go back. You got to try to recreate it. It's terrible. Um, so we're just going to try to get through this one. The best we um, can. Yeah, just do what we can here. Uh, so the episode starts out and Tommy wakes up. We see that he's, um, still going hard on the morphine. Um, and this is where we kind of talked about, um, some things in the season being real, um, not real, kind of based on how much Tommy's using, um, You know, we talked about the bar a little bit um, and just some, I don't know, the, he's hes generally paranoid throughout the entire episode. So um, that was one of the things we kind of noted because in the last episode when he took it, he would see Grace. Right. Yeah. So obviously his mental um, state starting to crumble, crumble a little. Yeah. And hes he tells Polly later in the episode that he is seeing things. Um, that he is having visions. So I'm sure that coupled with his not sleeping is right. Um, we've, we've seen this before when he took the morphine in season three. So yeah. Yeah. He was seeing visions and, and whatnot. So yeah. Um, he goes out into the field and there's a scarecrow that's dressed up like him. Um, and 
we find out later on that it's the Billy Boys, but they've laid this out for him just kind of as a message that his time's up. I think there was a, a pocket watch hanging from it too, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a note that uh, says, look down and uh, see what you've sown. And he notices that there are a bunch of landmines all throughout the field um, that they buried there. Um, he does kind of have a moment there where he, I, I guess, is just considering taking himself out because he's standing over one of the mines and about to slam his fist down on it. Um, but he stops himself. And then Charlie runs out uh, to tell him, Charlie Jr., uh, <laughs> little Charlie, um, runs <laughs> Big out Charlie. to... Wait! Yeah. Wait, Tommy! Tommy! Uh, <laughs> uh, little Charlie runs out to tell him that he has a phone call. And they meet in the middle of the field. Tommy's just obviously really worried about Charlie running over one of these mines. Um, and then and then Charlie's got a violin lesson so that's how Tommy gets rid of him um, then we get that really dramatic scene where Tommy goes out and shoots the landmines and they blow up the field um, yeah <laughs> which we see more that's my interpretation angry. Tommy Gunn firing into the air in the uh, trailer for the next season. This is true, man. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> um, so then when Tommy goes back wait, inside... So wait, hold on. You're, tr- you're trying to tell me to be continued on the, uh, on the random gunfire? Yeah. Okay. So hang in there, people. Yeah. Don't worry, it's yeah. coming. It's coming. Um, when he goes back inside the house, he gets a phone call from Michael. Uh, oh, no, that was okay. So that was the phone call that he had missed while he was out there in the field. Uh, calls the operator, gets a call back, and it's Michael on the other end, but he's being held by the IRA. Um, the IRA, a woman with the IRA tells, and he said this lady's in season six, right? Yes, yeah, she will be. Okay, okay. She was actually um, in the trailer. Okay, yeah, I don't, I just don't remember every person in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so. Um, she tells Tommy that Michael was there making a deal um, with some guys that want him dead. Um, do we do we figure out who he was talking with, who these guys were? Yeah, later on when he, you know, gets his chance to actually tell his story in the bar or at the garrison, uh, he he tells him straight up it was Billy Boys. Oh, they were, they were also were, Billy Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're getting connections here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and they give him the choice. Do they want uh, Tommy to 
um, have Michael sent back so they can deal with him, or do does Tommy want them to just go ahead and take care of it right here? Um, and Tommy wants to have him sent home. He wants to settle this in house, you know, and, and get to the bottom of it. Uh, so he has Michael sent back. Um, it's one of those scenes that like really doesn't mean a lot, but they're just kind of trying to show you that Tommy's coming undone. Um, when Charlie comes in and tells Tommy that he's learned something and he starts playing his violin, but it's just so bad. <laughs> that look um, on his on Tommy's face. Yeah, and Tommy's just staring into the void. <laughs> Questioning life. I should I should have hit that that uh that mine. I should have hit the mine. I know I should have. <laughs> maybe I should have thrown him on the mine. That's probably what, or his violin, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But the music reminded me a lot of um uh there will be blood yeah it's kind of there's the same for there's a lot of music in Eerie. this episode besides yeah besides charlie playing that is really fitting i think for the episode uh for all the just, paranoia and betrayal they should have just had a whole sound episode soundtrack of like charlie playing the violin <laughs> for every scene just every scene that has like a rock song or whatever replaced it with like his crappy violin. Yeah, they're pretty rough. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> Marietta, little lamb. Um, so then Tommy and Arthur go over to the garrison. Um, we talked a little bit about how the garrison looks really different from season to season and they mention it the one time how they've done the renovations but it looks different even from then like the shape of like the bar is different it's going um, back to what it was in the first season yeah That's it looks really narrow in there like it was always it looked like a bigger place but it was pretty pretty closed in there um, and Finn's just kind of been spinning out of control. Um, he's just kind of in a weird place. He calls himself Tommy's brother that he forgot about. Um, and he just doesn't really know where he fits into all this. He wasn't in the war with them, so he's not really a soldier, but he does feel a need to um, prove himself to them. Um, so they're going to get him on some other sides of their business. Um, they're going to have Finn take over uh, fixing football games, some, some work that hopefully won't get him into trouble, and that's what they, that's what they want. That's what they want you to think, that it won't get him into trouble. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then Tommy and Arthur have a little conversation um, just about uh, Lizzie and um, Ruby staying with Arthur and Linda uh, for the time being. And uh, yeah, we're just kind of seeing that Tommy, like he's ready for all of this to be over. He says, I don't like this life. 
Um, he says he tells Arthur that he keeps having a dream, and in that dream, um, someone is coming for his crown. Um, and yeah, I mean, at at first it sounds like a lot of paranoia, um, but he is right. Um, among a lot of other people, the Billy Boys more prominently are kind of circling around everything that they've built. Right, yeah. The lions are circling. Yeah. Um, so then Tommy gets a meeting from, um, I guess we decided he was an inspector. Yeah, I think that's what we just kind of concluded on. Yeah, he's with the police, um, but they're trying to make it, well, this guy is at least trying to make a connection um, between the journalist that was murdered last episode at Tommy's behest um, or um, I mean, I, I mean, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> they're like if they're, that's what they're trying to <laughs> well i was about to give it if it was that or this but i was like he's not implying any other thing he's only implying that that it's you um, tommy yeah yeah that it's tommy that he came to see tommy he's got his name in his journal um so um but tommy just makes it really clear for the guy that he's friends with his boss and his boss doesn't like um guys like him digging too deep into this stuff. Right. Just kind of a power flex there on him. Um, so then they go to pick up Michael. Uh, it's Aunt Polly, Arthur, and a few guys. And Michael's brought his new wife with him. Um, what's her name? Gina. 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 Um so he's got Gina with him. Uh, they got married on the boat. Is that what he said? Yes. Yeah. Cause that's what he ends up saying is <clears throat> in his story. Uh, they, they needed, they were, let's see, what was it? They needed a, like a minister basically, which the, I think the captain did it. And then they said something about a purser which I don't know if that's a witness or whatever, but anyway, that's how he gets connected. That's how he says he gets connected with these Billy boys is he talks to this guy and then, you know, he gets them to get off and meet, meet some of his friends, which are the Billy boys. And then they all get back on the boat. And yeah. Um, but he and Arthur just kind of go back and forth. Tommy sent them there to kind of test him um, and see if he's still loyal to them, how he just kind of um, presents himself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's heated. Um, he dumb, though, for trying to – I mean, he act like he ready to take on Arthur, and it's like, dude, you don't – you don't even – you don't want any of that. You don't want to know that smoke. No. No. Arthur would fuck him up. Yeah. Um, we'll eat your face for <clears throat> breakfast. Yeah, I don't know why Michael's so upset. Like, he's screwed them over a couple times now. 
he like he's acting like he shouldn't be getting treated this way right but he didn't tell tommy like he was gonna let tommy get killed um in the last season yeah and then he also didn't sell um the stocks like he was supposed to took somebody else's advice instead of tommy's yeah so which my i think my thing is like even if that would have worked out for you though and oh well we ended up making money i think tommy still would have he still would have been pissed at them though because like yeah but you didn't listen to what i said yeah you know so um but Polly listens to him and vouches for him and tells Arthur to uh, call Tommy and let him know that uh, he's telling the truth. Um, So Tommy is speaking um, in the house, I guess the house of the commons. Mm. Um, And Oswald is there. Um, he's watching Tommy and he's also watching Ada. Is he um, watching Ada? I didn't, generally... I didn't get the I didn't get the impression that he was watching Ada. I got the impression oh, yeah, that, he's watching that, Ada. that Tommy was speaking. Uh, Oswald was watching Tommy. Ada was watching Oswald. 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 Oswald watched Tommy. And then I was thinking, like, who in the world is watching Ada then? Oh, I thought Oswald was looking at her, too. I didn't think he was. I thought he was just kind of, like, staring ahead while he was listening. I never got the impression that he was was watching her. Because she's just, like, more or less up in the balcony. Well, it doesn't really matter. Um, Yeah, he's just a kind of creepy guy. He's he's just a weird weird little dude. Oh, it only gets worse um, from here. So Tommy and Ada meet up with Oswald after. <clears throat> Seems like some kind of little officers club type, you know, like in the back or something. I don't know what's going on there, but um, they talk about the Ireland question. Um, do you want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit more? Well, I just, on like that is to him. Yeah. I think that's just the whole deal of basically statehood for Ireland and not to be under the control of Britain, because at the time it's like they had, you know, they were under control of Britain or under the control of Britain and they were allowed to have seats in the house. But it's like those guys didn't want they didn't want to have to come sit over there. They want to go they want to go sit in their own state. They want to be a part of their own country. So it was a big push mm-hmm. for a while there to try to, you know, politically try to get out of uh, control by the British government. And then, of course, you have the IRA violently trying to get out of it. Yeah. So that's what I understood the, the uh, Irish question to be. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, and Tommy's just not really, not really interested um, 
anything Oswald has to offer to him. But they, they, he offers him some kind of other position. Some promotion. Some ridiculous. Remember. Yeah, it was yeah. some ridiculous title. House of Commons jester. <laughs> House of Commons leader to the third Duke of Wieschenheimer. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty tempting. It was something ridiculous like that. Yeah. No, you're right. Like it was too much. I was like, oh. <laughs> too much, man. Too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we offer him position and stuff, but Tommy's doesn't really care. Um, he's just focused on what they've got going right now and more so on his paranoia that someone's coming to take it all away from him. Well, not even that. They, I mean, they just come out and tell him basically it's like they know that he's moving away from the party or his beliefs, basically his political beliefs and, and turning more to fascism. So it's like they obviously don't want anything to do with that, you know, or at least yeah. according to Ada, you know, now Tommy, he may use that to his advantage, but yeah. Yeah. But even at that, it, it does go back to like what you're saying, the whole deal of he's, worried about the you know who's trying to take his his crown and he even goes as far to freak out to ada about you know oswald and like you know who is he and why is he asking me all these questions and you know it's like what he want what does he want from me he wants my crown probably too you know yeah so um <clears throat> yeah once they get out of there um Tommy talks to Ada and yeah, she's kind of right back to the paranoia. So they were talking about Belfast and the IRA, like what does he know? You know, she's kind of Tommy's recent dealings with them and Michael. Right. Um, it's making him question every little thing. Um so they go to meet at the bar after that. <clears throat> um, Tommy's just going to decide for himself uh, what he thinks about Michael. Um, he tells Aunt Polly that he's been seeing things. He has a he keeps having a black cat dream, and a black cat dream always means that there's a traitor, um, you know, among among your people. Um, so they meet at the garrison. Um, and yeah, Michael just tells his story that was, they told them they were, there's some guys looking to move goods into the U.S., I think, something like that. Mm, yeah. But then they wound up not being that they were Billy boys and they wanted Michael to betray Tommy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. You're right. Um, and yeah, after some back and forth, like, I guess Tommy believes him, maybe, or at least says he does. Um, For the time being. But he, <laughs> yeah, and I, I I, don't think he trusts him at all because no. he... He lost that trust he he's gonna keep time, him, I think. Yeah, he says he's going to keep him, like, closer than ever. He can, like, really keep an eye on him. Um. 
Yeah, they just had a little back and forth there at the end where he gets so upset about it because Tommy says, all right, well, you said you're telling me the truth, and um, if Gina's pregnant, like, your child is going to be born according to that truth you told. So, yeah. Telling the truth, that kid's going to be okay. You lie, that kid may be very deformed. Yeah, or, I mean, it could mean any number of things, like him saying that, you know, it's just a... Curse on him or whatever. Just a threat, yeah, and to try to stab at him a little bit. Yeah. You want to pause real quick? It is in progress. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so then we get this pretty brutal scene with uh, Abarama and Bonnie Gold. Um, yeah, and I think so the they've got a song <laughs> The Billy Boys have a song like the IRA does. We've rehearsed it. We're going to sing it for you, right? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> the people want it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're pretty brutal. They're going to be the, uh, the, I guess, the biggest threat. I mean, I can't remember the rest of the season very well, so... Oh, don't worry. I'm going to assume that they're going to be they're going to be a big threat this season. Part of it, um, yeah, part of it. And the whole point in them attacking the Golds is um, he knows that Bonnie is a really good prize fighter. Um, who's the guy who's their leader? The Billy Boys. Oh, Jimmy McCavern. Okay. Um, yeah, Jimmy knows that um, Bonnie is a big prize fighter, that everybody says he's the best. So he's kind of, by doing this, he's sending a message to Tommy um, that his best isn't good enough. Uh, and also with Abarama, because he's one of their like hired killers, you know, and he's mm-hmm. really good. They kind of hit them out there in the open to show them that, like, nobody can protect you, you know? Yep. Uh, And even when they talk about it in the garrison, Arthur seems genuinely concerned about that. Yeah. He knows the guy who leads them. Yep. They already know who they are and everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you're right. You can tell he's kind of concerned about it for sure. Yeah. They shoot Abarama. Um, they string up Bonnie and shoot him also. Uh, they put him on yeah, a cross, pretty... just like, just like the Tommy dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's their thing. Because <laughs> they're Protestants. <laughs> yep. Those crazy Protestants. Woo! Protestants rule. <laughs> um. So yeah, then we get a scene with um, Arthur taking Finn to uh, the new work he's going to be doing. 
Um, and yeah, I think we kind of came to the conclusion that he was um, this guy that they've gone to see. He's a singer now, but he was a former uh, football player and manager. And in addition to fixing horse races, they're kind of at the point where they need to start bringing in some other cash too. So they're going to start fixing these football matches. Getting back to basics. Um, yeah. Um, so they're going to get this guy to, they've got a list of teams and he's going to write down a player and a, what we, what we thought was a number um, money wise uh, for what it would take for each of those people to uh, take a dive or affect the outcome of the game. Uh, so Finn's going to be taking that over and hopefully they hope that it'll keep him kind of out of harm's way. The guy's a pretty nervous character though. Yeah. Yeah. He was really nervous. I like the part though when when uh, Arthur put his arm or put his hand on his shoulder and he kind of reached for it and Arthur's like, no, I'm good. Yeah, like, uh, like, no. that was kind of weird, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then after that, it's kind of a, it's a combination of two scenes. They're both about the same thing. It's the letters that. Um, Lizzie and uh, Linda have both written for Tommy and Arthur. Uh, Linda's written two letters, and we find out that she's just going to give Arthur one of them based on how he reacts to her telling him about these letters, <laughs> like kind of what they're about and their, her and Lizzie's thoughts for the future of the company, um, and stuff like that. That and the future of their families. I feel it's more future of the families than anything. Which I mean, could, yeah. I mean that's basically one and the same, I guess. Basically, because one affects the other. You know, for yeah. sure. Because we talked about um, it before too in the in the lost episode about the lost you know, episode. How, yeah, about how um, you know it's different now because you know they have they have families, they've got kids, they're married. So, you know, these women, these women are, are having to worry about, you know, those children and being raised up in the environment that Tommy and Arthur, you know, basically have lived in the last, I don't know how many years, almost a decade now, you know, well, I guess it'd be yeah. basically a decade now. Yeah. So, yeah. Whereas before when they didn't have kids and they weren't married to these people, they were just kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. They had things change. Things going on. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, Tommy takes it a little bit better. He at least reads the letter <laughs> before he burns it. Um, and yeah, he just he tells Lizzie that they can't. He and Arthur can't write them a letter like laying everything out and explaining everything. Um, like you pointed out before, he says that they don't have the words, you know. And, the, um, and, he, and he says, it's like, I don't have the words and the words have not been written to even to begin to describe, you know, what we went through 
you know, in the war and everything. And, 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 you know, we talked about it before too. It's like, he straight up told her, it's like, we, you know, our lives could have been different. We didn't have to go to war. We didn't, we didn't have to do this. We could have stayed in school and, and, you know, changed our lives for the better maybe, but we, we volunteered. We felt a sense of duty at that time. And so we volunteered and left school and now we're having to pay for it, you know, but it is what it is. Yeah. And we're just kind of a product of, our youth at that time you know yeah but he's like changed so much too you know oh, for sure there was a yeah. very like confident guy who is a little bit more connected and down to earth in the first season well by this not time even, not even that it's like we learned in this last season about just a little snippet of his life before he even went to war when you know he, he was talking to jesse eden about uh, greta Josi. And, you know, his relationship with her and yeah, kind of like what you were saying though, it was kind of more down to earth at that time and just kind of relaxed and laid back. And now it's just like, yeah, totally different. And then through these seasons, yeah, he's definitely changed. Yeah. And he's just unable to let go of everything. It seemed like there for like season two and three, he had kind of put the war and everything kind of behind him. There was, there were moments, you know, like season three where he had to be in the tunnel, um, stuff like that, where it kind of came back, you know, but when you're put in that situation, that's kind of different other than right. just like day-to-day life, you know? But I think one um, of the other things too was for, I mean, not to get too, too deep into this rabbit hole, but I think what helped him too was the fact that he had grace. I mean, that kind of, pushed the door closed on all that stuff when she was around and he, he was with her and he had her, you know, and then everything's going good. And then the moment it's like, she's gone. It's like that door comes, you know, breaking wide open again. Yeah. Um, and at the end of season four, he's unable to, we start to see that he can't do anything else. You know, he's never tried to walk away from it all before. And at the yeah. end of season four, when they put him on that kind of vacation period, um, can't even relax because anytime he would hear people out hunting, you know, he like jumped down like into the water and was like hiding. Um, yeah. Well, PTSD. Yeah, it's just, yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, he's never tried to live outside of it until the end of season four he was clearly unable to um and now yeah it's just kind of the same thing like i don't think he can see himself outside of it well yeah and now that's the problem he doesn't want to get like right but that's the problem though it's he's at the dilemma now i feel that it's like i've like you said i've tried going outside of you know the box or you know the world that i've known for these last however many years and try to live a normal life, but I just can't do it. And now, now is I'm coming back to the life that I didn't really want. And I really don't want it anymore, but then I can't even go do the other thing. That's just normal. So it's like, now I'm just kind of yeah. stuck in this limbo. And so I think that's where you start to get some of those suicide attempts, you know, in that first episode about him, you know, shooting the horse and then immediately putting the gun to his head and then having the, you know, the moment to himself there in the fields about, you know, throwing his fist onto top of the, of the mine and just blowing himself to hell, you know? Yeah. Um, it's Ruby's birthday 
and she wants him to be there for it. Um, I see that is. Yeah. And uh, so before he goes in and sits down with them, he makes a phone call to somebody. We don't know who it is yet. Um, saying that he has some questions about Michael Gray. Um, so he's still, you know, I think he's just trying to let you know that he's not convinced. Right, yeah. Um, but then a car comes uh, speeding down the drive. And uh, anyway, so before, it just kind of goes back to what we were saying. You know, there's two sides to it. And obviously, Lizzie's validated because... She has to grab the kids and run them into another room. And she tells Charlie that we never know who's coming. Uh, it's just kind of a bad situation for them. Yeah. Definitely not a situation to grow up, uh, you know, have kids in. Yeah. For sure. Um, and yeah, it's Abrahama Gold and he's got Johnny Dawes with him. Um. <laughs> He's smashed him up pretty good. Um, Abraham is just convinced that the only reason that the um, Billy Boys found them was because of Johnny. Which I don't think that's true. I mean, they were able to find out where Tommy lives. Um, I think they found them probably pretty easily. Right. It just kind of goes back to their tension that they had in last season when Abraham got hired by tommy i mean it was immediate that johnny didn't like him you know he already knew about him he didn't like him he didn't didn't appreciate the fact that you know tommy was hiring him on you know and everything so yeah. now that kind of transcends transcends over into this next episode so yeah but i'm with um, you too i don't i don't i don't really know if i really believe it but who knows yeah um it's just a lot of back and forth. Amaram is just kind of losing his mind, but uh, Tommy convinces him that they can still get revenge. And um, yeah, even Lizzie runs out with a gun and tries to uh, throw everybody out, even Tommy. Um, but Tommy's not really having it. He's, <laughs> he's not, not in house. the mood for that. <laughs> yeah. Or not in my courtyard, um, I guess. <laughs> then we talked a little bit about, you know, what a twist it would be if Johnny Dobbs actually di did betray Tommy, if he was actually the one who did all of this. Right. Because that, that line at the end of the, the episode there where was Tommy says something about... Um, you know, Johnny Dog says somebody, you know, I, I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't betray you or whatever. And he says, of all this, I'm sure in the world that, you know, you're the one person I can trust or whatever, or you yeah. I can trust or something. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be really, it'd be, it'd be pretty crazy though. If that was like, not true, <laughs> you can't really trust him, especially because we talked about it in this last episode <laughs> about how, you know, if that if that came true where it was Johnny Dogs who betrayed him, you wouldn't be. To me, it's like you would not be able to go back and 
watch rewatch the whole series without like just having discussed for Johnny Dogs anytime they give him any like screen time, you know. Yeah. I mean it would be a twist. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens with the rest of the season. Hopefully there'll be some more clues the next couple episodes that kind of help to, you know. I mean, there might not even be, I mean, as far as things right now, there might not even really be a betrayal, you know. It's just the fact that the Billy Boys have decided to make this time, you know, this is the time to move. Mm, Right. So... Um, yeah, we'll just have to see over these next couple episodes. Four more to go. All right. Yep. That's it for this one. Um, four more to go in this season. Then we'll be going over some of the teasers and trailers and um, ending to season five that's going to bring us into season six. Um yeah, hopefully we'll have we'll have a little bit of a timeline. Um, do we know how far after this season the next one's going to take place? Mm-mm, no, I haven't heard anything yet. Of course, again, okay. it's like there'll probably be some information that comes out sooner or later as we go along. Yeah, You're getting closer. Yeah. Um, so we'll be keeping an eye out for that new stuff. So. Um, I'm probably keep an eye to the YouTube and um, see when we're posting those new videos on, um, yeah, there's the different teasers and trailers that come out between here and there, between its eventual release date. Right. Uh, but until then, just make sure and uh, go over to YouTube. You can follow us at Is Survived by Productions or just search the Red Right Hand Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Red Right Hand PO1. And you can also find us on Twitch at GhostLad676. Um, oh, yeah. And then my personal Twitter it should just be down there at Joshua Lingary. Um, all right. We'll see you guys next week for season five, episode three. See ya.